Crasher, before we get into the Bobby Ray Hall interview, you kicked off the 105.3 The Fan interview, excuse me, the 105.3 The Fan pre-race show for the IndyCar series, and it sounded like Bobby Ray Hall has a little crush on you, that he was enjoying his time with Crash Gladys. It does. It just, Stad will hear this interview, and it'll, it just sounds like he's got a crush on you. I don't Is that know right? what you're t- No, we were just, we were relaxed. We were having a fun time. He kicked off the IndyCar pre-race show for Texas Motor Speedway with me last year. So, hey, we're just revisiting what we did last year. He's helped me kick it off again. It was fun. He, we're, we were in comfortable environment. That, that's all it was. What Crasher does with Bobby Rahal, she goes back and plays some bits from interviews that we did with his son, Graham Rahal. Kind of puts him on the spot. It's Crash Gladys with, yeah, Indy 500 winner. Way back when, Bobby Rahal here, Speed Freaks 86. Pits. And 86. God, that, that long? Wait, hold on. 30, almost was... 30 years ago? Hold on, I've got Sullivan on the mind since, since Roger Penske talked about his days with Sullivan. Oh, <laughs> just play the interview. Kicking off the show tonight, I'm going to do it again, just like I did last year with Bobby Rahal, legendary Legendary IndyCar champion, Indy 500 winner. Bobby Rahal, welcome back to the, the Freaks Pits, the pre-race show pits. Always great. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I'm sure of that. <laughs> really. Where else could you be right now, Bobby Rahal? Well, I, you know, I, I'd be sitting in my motorhome or uh, watching bad TV or I don't know. I'd, 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 be, I'd much rather be here, honestly, genuinely. Oh, oh well, it makes me feel good. Right. What do you consider bad TV? Oh, infomercials, you know. <laughs> What's on at 2 a.m., you know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. But are you a Kardashian fan? I mean, no. do you like reality TV? No, no, no. I, none of that. Because no. it's not real. You know, as much as I call it reality TV, it's it's really not real, is it? No, I, you know, I watch, uh, oh, I don't know, Discovery Channel, the Military Channel, uh, uh, the news channels. Um, you know, I wouldn't, you, if you ask me what shows are playing, what, you know, shows are playing on the networks right now, you know, in terms of general entertainment, I, I couldn't tell you because I just don't watch it. No. I think that's good. So you're you're more of a. I like the Discovery channels. There's about mm-hmm. ten of them now. But do you also watch other sports? What what is inside Bobby's head? No, I do. I, I watch. Uh, you know, I like to watch golf, um, soccer, uh, especially. Yes, uh, a soccer fan. Go USA, beating Jamaica. I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I lived in England for a couple of years, so you know, the England Premier League and all that. Uh, uh, I like. I, I prefer to go to baseball games because watching them on TV is pretty boring. But uh, being there is actually a lot of fun. But. Uh, you know, no, I love NCAA football, you know, basketball. I love college sports, so it's that you kind like of stuff. You like it all. Not all of it, but, you know, that's some of it. Pick your college team. Now, remember, you're here in Texas. Yeah, I understand that. But, um, well, you know, I, I, I went to a small college, and we had a football team, but no, lacrosse was the big sport where I went, and, uh, and, uh, which is interesting, but unless, you know, very few people know about it. But, uh, of course, living in Columbus, Ohio for – 25 years, you uh, you get to become an Ohio State fan, and uh, oh boy, hell yeah! So uh, I, I do I do love going to college football games, whether it's uh, that a Notre Dame Stanford game this year. I just love the whole spirit of NCAA sports. You mentioned lacrosse, and you also mentioned soccer. Mm. The similarity with lacrosse and soccer to racing is the <clears throat> fact that people still don't consider them mainstream sports. Right? Does that bother you? Well, you know, and and it. <laughs> It, uh, I mean, let's face it, the, uh, the stick and ball sports, you know, basketball, baseball, football, you know, uh, it's, uh, everybody starts playing that when they're five years old, six years old, whatever. 
I think what's amazing is you, when you see how many people play soccer as kids, and that doesn't seem to grow, make the next step into high school. Or I mean, it does to a certain extent, but particularly with girls, uh, you know, <clears throat> in the town we live in, or of course in Ohio, Columbus. I mean, they had there was a huge number of children playing soccer. And this is in football, Ohio. And then they get to junior high school or high school, and all of a sudden some of those people are going off to play football instead. But it's going to grow. I mean, it, it's growing, and it's going to get bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, uh, you know we love, I love hockey, and hockey's not anywhere near as big as football. Or, you know, they, they just are, there's so many sports in this country that vie for so much attention, and it's really the ones that have the, the, the networks behind them that can really drive the, drive the TV, drive the interest, what have you. And... and Let's face it, that's why the NFL is where it is. And, uh, you know, even major league sports like basketball and baseball pale to, to football, to NFL. So it's uh, – and, of course, racing is a niche sport. As, as, as many people as I think there are that actually pr- participate in some level of racing, you know, as amateurs to professionals to whatever, it's a huge number of people, but that doesn't translate to TV. And uh, it is what it is. And even – Kids mostly they start off in go karts young, but you're right. Kind of like with soccer, it doesn't translate by the right. time they get to be teenagers. Well, you know because maybe uh, th- th- that child is not successful and he doesn't want to do it anymore. I mean, who wants to do something they're not successful at? True. Um, it takes money for sure. I mean, go, even going go kart racing. I mean, you know, what's it take to you know go play golf? You know, a set of golf clubs and and but golf's know. not cheap. Golf's not cheap. It's not like basketball where it's just but a no, ball. it's a ball or. Baseball, you know, yeah. a glove and a, and a ball or a bat or, yeah. or, or a football, you know. Um, so, yeah, so the, the costs, especially in, in racing, and it starts with go-karts and goes from there. It gets and doesn't get any less expensive. It just goes up. And so it, uh, you really have to have the wherewithal to do it. Talking with Bobby Rahal, team owner in the IZOD IndyCar Series right now as we get set for the Firestone 550 right here on 105.3 The Fan. This is the pre-race show. The race is going to kick off, or the pre-race show of the network is going to kick off right after me and then i guess we go green right about eight thirty tonight or seven thirty tonight central time bobby talking about transferring over though and having kids starting go-karts obviously it worked with your family because you're you're a team owner and now your son is driving for you this is the first year mm-hmm. that he has done this in the indycar series so i guess what's different there he followed you and your successful career and just became so passionate about it is that maybe the difference well um there, there, if, if you knew Graham when he was five years old, you would say he's doing exactly what you thought he'd be doing because from the time he was just a little kid, he was totally mesmerized, entranced, you know, in love with racing. Uh, I was not supportive of him driving. Uh, Interesting. I, you know, I wanted him to really kind of do his own thing, to not feel as though he had to uh, f- fill some shoes or that he had to, uh, you know, he felt like he had to do this since I did it, but... but uh, you know, from the from day one, you know, probably around the time he was seven, eight years old, he was pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. You know, he wanted to get a go kart, and I said no, no. And, and then finally, I said, okay, if you excel in school, and I don't mean just get good grades. If you excel, uh, then I'll do what I can to help you. And he lived up to his end of the bargain, and you know, so we started go kart racing. And and even then, had he not been successful, I, I probably would have said at some point, hey, you know, we need to think about something else. Uh, I mean, he's a good golfer. Maybe he could have gone golfing. It uh, would have been a lot cheaper for me, for sure. <laughs> but because uh, as expensive as golf is, it's nothing like racing. Um, but uh, seriously, uh, but he started winning races. And, you know, he, he I mean, he, he was a natural, I thought. And uh, 
So what are you going to do? You can't stand in his way. And uh, so I said, well, you know, let's let's see how far it goes. And here we are. And here you are as the team owner, Dad. Right. So there's it's a different dynamic now. You're not just kind of coaching from the sidelines. Now you you own him. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I uh, the the sense of pressure I feel for uh, for us to deliver the goods for him is, uh, you know, when it's your son or your child in there, you want them to realize all their dreams. And so uh, before, when he drove for Newman Haas or when he drove for. Uh, Ganassi, you know, I could get mad at them, you know, if they made a mistake <laughs> in the pits and what have you, or bad strategy calls. And, you know, now it's I got to look at myself in the mirror and say, you you messed up, you know. Um, so there's a lot of pressure. But there's no question, I think, that uh, that, day, that first race we win together is going to be an amazingly special moment. Uh, we were close at Long Beach. Even finishing second there was a great, you know, moment for me and I think for him as well. So uh, we're going to get there. We'll get that. But, yeah, it's, I, I do say this. I, I much prefer – the situation that exists here where he's with me rather than before where I had one eye on my car and one eye on his car. You know, that's, that's tough to do in, the, in a race. So uh, at least we're all together now. Well, we caught up with Graham a few times at Indianapolis. And Alex, go ahead and play. Let's talk a little contracts. Alex, play number one. Yeah, what is the relationship there? What, you, 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 how much of the winnings does, does the old man get versus the young boy? It's supposed to be split 50-50, but... I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 that's what it says by contract, and hopefully he sticks to it. 50-50, Bobby Rahal, with your son, Graham Rahal. True? That's true. On the prize money. On the prize money. <laughs> Not on the sponsor money. No, no. Sponsor no, money he, is... he, Believe me, he's getting his, his fair share. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Well, sponsors are what make the race teams go, so yeah. obviously mostly, most of it has to go to the team. Well, and, and our sponsor, uh, TBC Corp., which owns Midas and, and Big O Tires and all these different tire manufacturers or tire retailers that are associated with it, you know, that's, that's a relationship that he really grew and that he, he nurtured. And so... Uh, uh, you know, uh, they love him because of the way he, you know, treats their customers and how he is with their, with their, you know, clients. And, uh, he does a heck of a job uh, on that. And really he's the one, you know, all credit to him. Uh, he's the one that nurtured, as I say, grew that relationship. And, uh, um, and so, you know, we, uh, you know, where we keep, cracking the whip and he's got to keep nurturing other relationships as well <laughs> oh wait are we talking about the girlfriend no 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 i love his girlfriend he's got a great girlfriend but uh no i mean it's like anything in more racing sponsors. yeah more there's never enough money <laughs> come on go find us those dollars exactly well we also talked a little domestic alex play number two do you still tell you to make your bed no in fact most of the time when he stays in my house i've got to tell him <laughs> Ooh, is dad a slob <laughs> no not at all I'm very much like him, but still. Well, Time to put the seat down. I don't know. He, yeah, maybe he's bad at that too. You'd have to ask my girlfriend Lakin about that because that's like her biggest pet peeve. And the problem is, it's normally my dad, my brother, and I that are around the house all the time. So guys don't normally think about that sort of thing. <laughs> Please tell me, Bobby Rahal, you put the seat I down. I put the seat down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to tell you to make the bed. No, I that's asked. not true. No, oh, that's really? not true because I leave it. Unmade because I know they're going to change the sheets for the next guest. So you know, makes you, sense. Yeah. I like your excuse. And I clear it with with his girlfriend Lake, and I say, Lakin, is it okay to? I didn't make. She goes, No problem. Don't worry about it. I said, Okay. So all right. Yeah. Then so, what's he bitching about? I don't know. He's just trying to make trouble. <laughs> Which well, we kind of created a little bit here too. <laughs> of course, talking to Bobby Rahal right here on the pre-race show, the official pre-race show, getting set for the Firestone 550, which you will hear right after I am done on 105.3 The Fan. And before I let you go, I know a lot of people talk to you about Graham. That probably 
gets to be a little bit old after a while because you do have two drivers out there. Mm -hmm. James Jakes is your other guy. That's right. How did you find James, and how are he and Graham meshing? Well, you know, a couple of years ago when James first came on the scene, we had talked to he and his father about uh, them coming to our team. They decided to go to another team, and then at the end of last year, um, you know, I kept I knocked on their door again. I said, hey, you know, because the last two years weren't so so good for him. And, uh, you know, you only have X amount of time. So it's like, you know, I felt that our team was uh, um, better able to give him the results that he was looking for. And, uh, and you know, of course, he finished second last weekend uh, at Detroit and, and qualified on the front row as well. And, uh, you know, he's done a very good job. And it just seems to be getting better and better. Um, so that's how that, uh, that, how that, that's how that came about. And, uh, and, and he and Graham get along well i mean they play golf together and i think they talk a lot about the cars together so uh i mean i'm sure james wants to beat graham and vice versa i mean the first guy you want to beat is your teammate um but uh but they are constructive you know in the team meetings and what have you so so far so good all i have to say though about james jakes is in reference to something you Instagrammed when you landed here in Texas. You said, there is a God in an out burger. <laughs> That's right. James, however, apparently had never been to a drive through until just a couple weeks ago. Is that true? It could be. I mean, he's from England, you know, so uh, it could be. I don't know. This, there's a video of him on YouTube with Graham. Oh, Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's escaping me. Who, who did the video? Travis Matthew. Yeah, and, and that was at an in and out wasn't it? I yeah. think it was, yeah. So. And, and it, the drive-in concept was so foreign to James. Yeah. I hope he's over that now. I think so. I think he's got <laughs> it down now. That, of course, is Crash Gladys with Bobby Rahal, the pre-race show last night in Texas on our Texas affiliate, Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan. Now, Statman, doesn't it sound like Bobby Rahal's got a little crush on Crash Gladys? Crasher, I could hear it in his voice. What? No, that he had just a... relaxed. That's it. No, how guys get a little higher voice and they get those little wow. giggles going... What were you wearing? My Middleton Fingers shirt and jeans <laughs> from AwesomeSportsLogos.com. It, it could have been. <laughs> well, you know, when you, when you talk to somebody, when you interview somebody via the phone, like we do many times here on Speed Freaks, you don't get to look them in the eye. You don't see the facial inflections. You don't, you don't know if they're laughing or frowning or flipping you the angry birds. So, yeah, it's just different when you're in person, and the laughter does come more frequently when you're in person, and it's just cool. You can look at each other eye to eye and, and really get into the conversation better, and it comes out in people's voice inflections, too. So that's probably all you're hearing.